Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. It's your boy Ramiz, and uh, I'm going to be going solo today. Of course, usually I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Hadis, uh, but unfortunately the cold has taken down another one of our individuals. Of course, I was dealing with it last week, so unfortunately I couldn't do any of the podcast. And I apologize in advance if I start to cough and I take a little break to drink some water. Uh, but hopefully everything else goes all well. Uh, we got a hefty slate, of course, a 10-game slate. However, uh, DraftKings has separated the two. Uh, I don't know the reason why. Uh, so it's separated in terms of a uh, eight-game slate. The first eight games, and then uh, the two late-night games are in their own slate. Uh, so we'll be discussing all 10, but the two-game slate, I guess, will be at the end, I guess, towards the end. And, uh, yep, I guess let's jump straight into it. Uh, starting off with injuries. Uh, in terms of main injuries, we got Joel Embiid, of course, being unavailable. I believe it was due to uh, his knee once again. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, of course, if you don't know, he got injured. He will be out for two weeks. Trey Young is questionable, but I think he is probable to play. Uh, of course, Lamelo continues to be out, but I think he is nearing his, nearing his return. So one to watch out for. Uh, Przingis is questionable. Kay Cunningham is out for, I believe, 7 to 10 days, which is already rough as it is for Detroit fans. It got just a whole lot rougher. Uh, Zion Williamson is questionable. Of course, he missed last game. Uh, Jimmy Butler out again. Uh, Drew Holiday is questionable. Zach Levine questionable. Uh, Al Horford, DeAnthony Melton questionable. Gordon Hayward and Mark Williams for the Hornets are out. Of course, Chris Paul continues to be out. Don Capello questionable. Uh, Tari Eason, Zach Collins, uh, all out. Uh, then you got Cole, Caleb Martin, uh, PJ Washington, and Cody Martin, all questionable. And then you got, uh, I guess, to mention this mid, mid, uh, mid area, mid tier players, I guess. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, Isaiah Stewart, and Dylan Brooks all out again. And that's crucial questionable. I think those are all the main injuries I have listed for you guys. Uh, in terms of, uh, I guess, some notable points in terms of Bet365 predictions for Wednesday's slate. Uh, I guess starting off with the highest game that is predicted by Bet365, Washington and Indiana, over under around 252. And then you got uh, second, I think it is Philly versus uh, Atlanta at 244. And low-scoring games, according to Bet365, is Houston and Chicago, 215.5 over and under. And then you got got uh, Minnesota-Boston at 223.5. The rest of the games are probably in the same area, the same average area around 235, plus minus around those. Uh, but let's go straight into the slate, starting off with the point guard position. And I got, a, I got a good amount of players on my list today, and I think I got some solid ones for you guys. In terms of the high tier spend in point guard, uh, straight off the bat, this the, there were some solid options, but I I decided to go for Tier Wazir, uh, based off a, a good amount of factors. First off, matchup, Tier Wazir previously in this matchup had a great game against the Sacramento Kings, and I don't see why he wouldn't be able to do it again, at, especially playing in Charlotte. On top of that, I guess current form Tier Wazir has been pretty solid, continues to get the same amount of shots, and he's been explosive. And of course, like I said, in this matchup against the Kings, he will be going against a Sabonis in a pick and roll. So if that matchup can be exploited, I think that Rozier will be able to do his thing once again. And in terms of the other options, uh, of course, you know, Tyrese Maxey is always an interesting player. But Tyrese Maxey, I guess, uh, does 
the stats haven't been that much better without Embiid as they should be. Uh, and of course, you could always go for a higher tiers, but I did like to was your at his price tag. I think he was a bit under and allowed me to save money to spend somewhere else. Uh, and I guess the mid-tier side, mid-tier wise, I guess let's go straight towards uh, one player to replace an injured player that I mentioned in Tyrese Halliburton. And T.J. McConnell at 6,700. Uh, they're going to be going against Washington. Like I mentioned, this is predicted to be one of the highest scoring games. And T.J. McConnell has had great games without uh, Halliburton. And he's been able to take that mantle of, I guess, keeping that fast-paced offense by Indiana. And 6700 is an appropriate price because he has those games where he can hit around 40 DK fancy points. And against this Washington team, I could still see that happening because I don't think it's a tough matchup for him to get into his rhythm. And so at 6700 I really like that price tag. I got another mid-tier player in Trey Jones at 5800 Uh Trey Jones, main reason going for this type of player is mainly because he's been starting these past two games and he has he got 33 DK fantasy points I would say in both games and well that's good to see because that's, that's all you want from Trey Jones is to for him to start get around 30 minutes and I mean he's a facilitator he's a guy who you won't score a lot but he'll get other players involved and I think Trey Jones at 5800 as long as he starts I think he's a solid price tag at that uh as long as he starts it's a solid price tag for him uh, Budget-wise, I decided to go for Nick Smith Jr. at 4200 Uh, Of course, Charlotte has a lot of players that are questionable and injured. I mentioned Gordon Hayward, Mark Williams. Uh, Peter Washington is questionable. Uh, Cody Martin is questionable. So it's a, it's a lot of, like, you don't know who's going to play. Uh, so based off recent results, the last game, uh, Nick Smith Jr. did get minutes, and he had a great game. He had, I think, 26 DK fantasy points. Uh, which is right around the corner of what you want if you're playing for a player at 4,200. And uh, honestly, you're hoping he did have 32 minutes too. So against this team against Sacramento, maybe he gets those minutes a game. I think it's also a safe option because if it is a blowout, I think he'll get minutes. Even if it is a close game, I think he will have a part to play in that game. Uh, and he had 15 shots. So that's always a good sign if you're get, getting a player at 4,200 who also had 15 shots. Uh, and then uh, let's move on to shooting guards. Uh, starting off with shooting guards, I didn't really go for two, two I want to say high tier. Uh, this is, I guess, between the kind of at the border of mid tier and high tier. And that's Tyler Hero at 7,900. Uh, Tyler Hero was mainly a player I chose because uh, he's a player who continues to respond when Jim Buller doesn't play. Uh, he's the main shot taker, he's the main point scorer. Uh, I think he has probably among the highest usage on the team. And of course, the are going gets the best. I would say not not best, maybe most informed team in the league. So it will be tough. But in terms of shooting guards, I think he was among the better options that I liked. Because uh, he, he's not too expensive. Like I said, he's only 7900 And he's in that area where he can kind of raise your ceiling in terms of how great he plays. And of course, he could have those rough games. But with how much responsibility he has, he has those games where he'll get you maybe five or six assists. And in that type of game, I think Tyler Hero at 7900 is a pretty appropriate price to go for. Mid-tier wise, uh, I'm going with Jordan Poole at 5,900. Uh, I mean, I'll mention it again. Going against Indiana, he's had his, I want to say his best games against Indiana. I think his best game of the season against Indiana. Uh, and at 5,900, I don't. I think he may be able to do it. May be able to do it once again. He's been on a rough stretch, hence why he's priced at 5,900. Uh, but hey, as long as things get back into form, I think Jordan Poole, you can expect him to get, once again, a lot of shots. And hopefully get into rhythm and just be able to do his thing because uh, uh, 
as great as Indiana is at scoring the ball, they are not that great at defending. So I think Washington will have a lot of opportunities. Jordan Poole, I think, will be involved as well. Uh, to continue on with that game, I guess Bruce Brown at 5,600. Another one of those players who I looked at and noticed that he had took on a lot more responsibility uh, when Tyrus Halliburton decided not to play. I mean, pardon me, not decided not to play. Uh, wasn't able to play. And Bruce Brown was one of, one of those players. I think his shots was increasing. I think he had a lot more playmaking duties as well because, of course, he can play. Uh, he did play a better point guard when playing for the Nuggets. And so at 5,600, I do really like this price tag against, uh, as like I mentioned, against Washington. And then uh, budget-wise, I decided to go with Sasser uh, for 3,900. Uh, this is Marcus Sasser, pardon me, uh, 3,900. And this is mainly due to the fact that how I mentioned Tyrese Halliburton being absent. Kate Cunningham is another point guard who is absent for this Detroit Pistons team. And yes, they have Killian Hayes, they have Jaden Ivey, but Killian Hayes, he can be a bit intriguing when it comes to taking on that mantle of being that main point guard. Of course, he can always get you assists, but scoring-wise, I think Marcus Sasser might be the better scorer of the two. So in the case where they need some scoring, I think Mar Marcus Sasser will get an opportunity to at least touch the floor and have a few shot attempts up. And going to San Antonio, I, they're not a great NBA basketball team either. But I think he will definitely have a solid chance at least getting that opportunity to have a great night. And if he does, I think in the past he's had some great games where he's been able to reach 20 DK fantasy points. I think even as high as, I want to say 30 DK fantasy points when he was getting consistent minutes and was able to score and get you assists, then I think you're well suited to get your money's worth. All right, moving before we move on to small first, actually, I do want to talk about the NBA Fantasy Pass, which you can get for $6 per month. Uh, this is simply a pass which you get daily streams, you get recaps of the top lines uh, every night, and you get Discord access to the pros, uh, and another easy and amazing way to make money. Uh, you can also upgrade it to the Allsport package, which is $8 per month, and includes the NFL, MLB, and NBA all in one. And if you're intrigued in all sports, I'm telling you this is the package you want to go for. And all in all, at the end of the day, these passes will make you good money. All right, moving on to small forwards. Once again, I didn't go for any uh, high-end player. I decided to go straight for mid-tier, uh, starting off with Tobias Harris at 6,900. Uh, one of the first players I think I mentioned because Embiid's absence. Uh, Tobias Harris, I think uh, another player who's had amazing games uh, against Atlanta. Uh, I think averaged around 39 DK fantasy points against them. And without Embiid, I think it'll be another one where it is really possible. Uh, because he takes on a lot more responsibility, he takes a lot more shots. So the shots will be there to have a great night. Uh, another mid-tier player I decided to go for was Bojan Bogdanovic, uh, 6,600, because without Cade, I don't think they have a certified score to at least attempt a lot of shots. Uh, of course, you have Alec Burks, Jaden Ivey, but Bojan Bogdanovic has been the one who I probably put my most trust in. Uh, I shouldn't be putting, putting any trust in a Detroit Pistons player, but Bojan Bogdanovic clearly has been showing that he can score the ball at a good rate, hence why they're not trading him. <laughs> uh, so at 6600 I do like that price tag because I think he will be one of those players who probably will have high ownership mainly because guess what? You know what type of, you know what his ceiling could be and it could be really high, but of course the floor would be really low. It's a risk though. And a 6600, I think I would take that risk, at, especially because the small forward position isn't that packed. Now for my cheapie, I went with Jay Shantae at 4300. 
uh, simply a player who has been taken on the mantle of being the starting small forward for the Houston Rockets. Uh, like I mentioned, Tari Eason, Dylan Brooks, both injured, and Jason Tate was one of the players to step up. And he had a pretty solid night against uh, Miami, which was the Rockets' last game. And I think Chicago might might be another one of those games where he has a lot of responsibility because he will be going against uh, a DeMar DeRozan, possibly a Zach Levine. And so I think he will have some defensive responsibilities. And he's also been a pretty solid player in terms of, I guess, getting his numbers. I mean, he's always been able to just do what he does best, which gets you some rebounds, give you a nice defensive performance. And at 4,300, don't expect too much, of course. Uh, but as a starting small forward, he was going to get a lot of minutes and a lot more opportunity, which is exactly what you want if you're a defense player. Uh, moving on to the power forwards. Uh, Decided to go for it. Yep, another Charlotte Hornets player at Miles Bridges at 8,200. Uh, Miles Bridges has been on a pretty good streak. I want to say he's scoring over 20 points in these past past few games. Uh, he's also been the player who's been healthy. Uh, and I guess because of the injuries, I think, and because of the injuries, I think he has a lot more opportunity to just keep on doing that. Uh, keep on keep, uh, having the same performances that he's been having and he is going to get Sacramento which might be a bit tough because you're going to get Harrison Barnes and Keegan Murray but I think because DeMontis Bone is in the paint and DeMontis Bone is it's not a knock on him he's a great player but defensively he's just not a rim protector so right and Miles Bridges can attack the paint he can shoot he has a really versatile game and of course not a likable player of course uh, but uh, he has been able to hit around 40 DK fantasy points in the past games. So I'm thinking against the Sacramento matchup, I think when he's going to have the opportunity to the matchup, I think he's still be able to get his numbers. So at 8,200, I think it's a pretty solid price to go for. Uh, Mid-tier wise, uh, I decided to go with Jaime Hawkins. Uh Of course, Jaime Hawkins is not a player who I usually go for at, well, at this price tag, but I think due to the limited options in mid-tier area uh, and also because Jimmy Butler's not playing. Jaime Akez can be one of those players who ends up stepping up and having a solid night against this OKC team because, like I said, it is not going to be an easy game for Miami if they want to win this one. And it's going to require great performances not only from Tyler Hero and Bam, but also from these players. And I think Jaime Akez is going to be one of those players he has shown in the past few games to be that playmaker. He's been gotten eight assists one game, six assists another game. So I think that's a great element to see from a player, because especially because if he doesn't have a great scoring night, you can always expect Tommy Hawkins to have an impact in terms of rebounding and getting you assist. Uh, and then budget-wise, uh, I got a two picks. Uh, Kevin Knox the second at 4,000. That's a player who has been getting a lot more run, and he's been able to get around 18 DK fantasy points, 20 sometimes. And of course, okay Cunningham, so I don't know how much of a great pick this might be, but... I think at 4,000, it's a risk that I really like because I know he can have that potential to have a really great game. I mean, I know he had one when he played, uh, I think it was the My Raptors, of course. And at 4,000, really cheap price to go for. Uh, another one I got, JT Thor at 3,600. Uh, I wasn't done with naming Charlotte Hornets players. So uh, JT Thor at 3,600. Another player taking uh, advantage of the opportunity he's giving. He also alongside Nick Smith Jr. got opportunity that last that last game and he had a solid night. Uh, so I'm hoping he can do the same thing, especially in that case where PG Washington, uh, of course, Mark Williams, Gordon Hurry were not playing. If these guys are, uh, PG Washington is not playing as well, Cody Martin, I think GT Tour will get another opportunity to at least have some minutes on the floor. And at 3,600, 
it's one of those cheap picks that I really like because you don't lose a lot out of it. Uh, and it allows you to go for these higher end players because perhaps you want to go for a Shea Gilgis Alexander. I don't know why I struggled with that. Uh, but if you do want to go for a player like that, then JT3600 is a pretty great pick to go for. Uh, I mean, it doesn't get as cheap as it gets, especially because the player you know is going to get a lot of minutes. And last but not least, the center spot. But before we deep dive into the center spot for this eight-game slate, because remember, we do have to talk about the other two games. Uh, I do want to talk about the DFS pass, which you can get for $5 per month. Uh, this is a pass where you get this DFS delivery, you get the Thrive Fantasy pickups, and this one you also get Discord access. I think this pass, this pass will also allow you to talk to me or any of our other play, people at Sports Ethos in this area. And uh, it's just all around great package. Uh, another way to make some great money and some good money uh, because you're getting advice from top tier players just like me. And uh, yep, just uh, overall great package. On to centers for this eight game slate. Uh, so this is my main guy I'm going for. I talked about his defense, but I'm also going to talk about his offense now. And that's DeMontis Sabonis at 10,000. Uh, I needed a killer pick, a pick that was really a high tier, uh, usually a player who I like to call my superstar pick that if I was to build, um, you know, because of course you build many slates. If I was to build my superstar slate, Sabonis would be my superstar at 10,000. Uh, man, he's been on an absolute tier. He had 76 against my Toronto Raptors. What is it with players having amazing nights against Toronto? Uh, well, Sabonis had 76 DK fancy points against Toronto. That is absolutely absurd. And uh, of course, he still ends up getting around 56, 60 DK fancy points on a regular. Uh, against Sacramento, I mean, pardon me, against Sacramento, against Charlotte, he had 51. Uh, of course, the only scary part about this pick is yes, I think he would be able to get 60 plus Dickie Fancy points. However, will he have enough minutes to do so? Because Charlotte, like I said, are depleted. And if this game is a blowout, that's a bonus. You're probably expecting him to sit out after 25 minutes or so. Uh, but in the case, that's why, like I said, you always got to have one pick, one slate built around a superstar player because you never know of the circumstances. And Sabonis could have one of those monster nights. But like I said, always got to be uh, aware of the risk that comes with this type of pick. Uh, next up, I got another, another expensive pick. I got Victor Wembenyama. Uh, this is a pick I really like at 8,900. Of course, one thing I noticed that he doesn't have the same shooting splits when he plays away versus when he plays at home. He's much more comfortable. However, the one thing that I noticed right in the past two games were, like I mentioned, Trey Jones has started the past two games at point guard. And Wemby's had 250 DK fantasy points back to back. One on the road too against Cleveland and they were both at around 25 and 26 minutes so I'm hoping a game against Detroit which is the worst team in the league worse than them against uh of course Jalen Durant is a great defender but with Durant Bayana like I mentioned is seven what five seven six is he seven, five seven six yeah, damn uh but yeah he's that tall and you're hoping that he can have another similar performance just as the ones that he's had before, and hopefully Trey Jones plays a part in that because he has been the starting point guard, like I mentioned. Uh, he's gotten 18 shots, 13 shots in these past two games. One game, he only shot 46% from the field, but got five blocks, 10 rebounds. So even in a game where he's not efficient, he has been getting blocks, rebounds. So I guess this Detroit team, I think it's very plausible to expect another one of these 50 plus DK fantasy point nights, as long as everything is in play once again. And 
Victor Wembanyama, man, I'm I I think he if you can f- incorporate him in your lineups, uh, I think he's gonna be in a good amount of lineups mainly because of his performance is recent and I think it has, uh, it has a lot of sense to it. On to some mid tier picks. I decided to go with, I guess not pit, mid, I guess mid tier to cheap tier area. Uh, Paul Reed, fifty seven hundred, uh, another player, no Embiid. I think Paul Reed will play a huge part, especially going against the Atlanta Hawks team. Uh, of course, I thought about the fact that maybe Mo Bamba might get more attention, but against Trey Young, against Dejounte Murray, I don't think Mo Bamba is suited to guard them in the pick and roll. Uh, that might be a nightmare matchup for him. So Paul Reed at fifty seven hundred, I think matches up much better in that case scenario, especially going against like a Clint Capella or or Anyaka Kongu. Uh, he's just another player. Paul Reed uh, jumps ten has like a ten minute jump when Embiid doesn't play, so plays from fifteen minutes point fifteen minutes per game to. 25 minutes per game when he's a starting center and if it's 700 pretty solid price to go for and he's had those nights where he can have a pretty solid night i think he's touching around 30 dq fantasy points uh another one i got is jalen smith at 5000 uh player who's pretty pretty cheap uh of course miles turner is healthy this is not like an injury replacement pick but jalen smith has played some great basketball uh one thing i've noticed and the reason i like this pick is because he's uh, he's been playing with Miles Turner on the court, so it's clearly that Miles Turner, even if he's healthy or not, Jalen Smith will has found ways to play with them mainly because he's been able to shoot the ball here and there. And going against this Washington matchup, where in the case scenario where it is a blowout, I think Jalen Smith still gets a good amount of minutes to at least rack up his numbers and hopefully have a solid DFS night. Damn, that's a that's a mouthful. Going solo is always a, a crazy task. Uh, but you guys must have thought we were finished. But nope, like I mentioned, uh, DraftKings, for some unusual reason, has separated the la- late two games of the night. Of course, Denver versus Utah. And Toronto versus uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Raptors versus Clippers. Uh, so we got to discuss that slate as well. Uh, so I'll, I'm going to mention the players in terms of the, each game, who I really like. Uh, starting off with the Nuggets. Aaron Gordon at 6400 uh by the way before we go into this uh there aren't any injuries actually from these two from these four NBA teams besides Julian Strother and Jacopoto we'll get to that one a bit later uh but for like I said to continue on for the Nuggets I got Aaron Gordon at 6400 uh Aaron Gordon just a simple player that I think is pretty always expected to have a solid night uh especially because Michael Porter Jr. does tend to struggle sometimes and I think Aaron Gordon is the one who has to pick up the slack and especially because Aaron Gordon has these games where he really has an impactful night in terms of getting a few steals, a couple of re- uh, blocks, uh, rebounds, assists, and having a solid, efficient scoring night. I think Aaron Gordon at 6,400 in this type of slate, remember, because it's only a two-game slate essentially, so you can look to spend high and you have to spend high. Uh, so Aaron Gordon at 6,400 is a player who I really liked. Uh, for the Jazz, I decided to go with Laurie Marketing at 8,100. Uh a player who has been on a, I guess, a good streak. Uh, I think he's been continuously hitting around 40 DK fantasy points. And that's good to see because he had been injured for a good a while, I want to say. And to finally come back and average around 40 DK fantasy points in the past six games is exactly what you want to see from him. He's previously had great performances against Denver as well. I think uh, he had played one time. And as long as things go planned, uh, going especially playing in Utah, of course, this, let's show you. Laurie Markkinen is less efficient in Utah, which is a bit strange, but he did have 
solid performances going up to this game where it was on the road and at home i think you can expect another solid night from Lori Markin if you want to go that route of course uh and then i got another i got a, a few utility players actually uh walker kessler at 5000 another player who i like in this matchup he had a solid night against denver last time uh and he's been kind of getting back to streak i want to say of course we all know walker kessler last uh last time around was a uh, a monster to end off dfs uh but he's had had a slow starts like not slow starts but he's had these inconsistent nights where he'll only have like 12 dk fantasy points sometimes 20 sometimes 35 sometimes even more and against denver where i think he might be more suited to guard a Jokic over a john collins or over a kelly Linick or even Lori marketing if you want to play him at center uh so i think walker hester will get around 30 minutes to at least Try to put a hold on Jokic, even though that won't be possible because you're talking about the finals MVP, two-time MVP as well. Uh, so it may be tough, but I think Walker Kessler at 5000 really solid price, especially in this matchup, to uh, go for. Uh, then you got, I got a couple of guards, and none of them are Colin Sexton or Jordan Clarkson, but they are around, f I guess, the, the budget side of things, which is Chris Dunn at 4500 uh, Keontae George at 4,400. Uh, just a couple of players who also kind of playing some pretty solid basketball. Uh, Chris Dunn, I think, had around a high assist game against uh, Milwaukee, it was, because uh, they slapped Milwaukee. Uh, but yeah, he, I think he had a really solid night in terms of getting uh, dishing the basketball out. And was it 13 assists? Yep, 13 assists. And then Keontae George had another solid night. Uh, of course, Keontae George before his injury was playing some pretty solid basketball uh but he's, he had 19 points six rebounds four assists was efficient as well which you don't get a lot in Keontae George games uh so that was great to see and these guys are pretty cheap which is kind of why I like uh especially because I think they will have opportunity I think they are the only point guards I want to see who will be getting opportunity uh because Taylor Horan Tucker is no longer in the rotation as things stand and uh that wraps around in there's some terms of this matchup uh, on the Raptors side of things, like I mentioned, Jacopo is out uh, indefinitely. I don't know if there was a, a week, maybe it was two weeks. Uh, so I decided to go with Scotty Barnes at 8,700. Uh, this was my main guy for this slate if I'm building a lineup. Uh, mainly because I think his versatility is always something which I just love from Scotty Barnes. Uh, you know, he can always have those monster games where he can get a lot of stocks, uh, rebounds, assists, points. And of course, his matchup would be tough, but I think... I think Scotty has shown in these tough matches to really sometimes shine and just get to his spots. Of course, he still is. He still has been adjusting to uh, playing with Emmanuel quickly and RJ Barrett. But in this type of matchup, I think you're hoping Scotty does play a bit selfishly and gets his buckets, his points, uh, because you know if you know in the past, Scotty Barnes has been one of the players who can get to 60 DK fantasy points on a really really good night, and against this Clippers team. It will definitely be needed if they want to put on a if they want to get a W out of it. Uh, like I mentioned, Jacopo is out, and the only other options they have at center is to run Pascal at center, or Fouché or John T. Porter. Yeah, so their their center options are absolutely slim. Of course, Christian Coloco is still injured, uh, so I decided to go with Boucher at forty eight hundred. Uh, one of the, a solid player who I think will get a lot of minutes mainly because, like I mentioned, Jacopo being out. And on top of that, he's a pretty solid defender and he can't space the floor. So in his absence, I think Boucher is a player who is really intriguing at his price tag at 4800 And I think he's a, 
an opportunity to really gas uh take advantage on uh, of course probably high ownership so you can't expect that uh but with all due reason because he will be getting a lot of minutes in the absence of Jacoburo. uh moving on to the clippers uh i got a few players a few different routes you want to go with of course i mentioned uh scotty barnes being as my main guy but james harden at 8800 uh can also play the same position as scotty barnes and he's uh, another alternative player you want to go for if you want to build a slate around him because he's also been on a pretty good streak of getting around 40 DQ fantasy points and it has been on like one of those forced nights I want to say because you can easily tell when Harden is in form it's really hard to stop him uh, but he's kind of been casually just getting his numbers uh, and on a great night similar to Scotty I think he can have one of those solid nights and I think against the matchup as well, Emmanuel quickly, Archie Barrett, as a Raptor fans, uh, I I really do like their their like them. But defensively, I think James Harden will have his way in terms of orchestrating what he wants to do offensively and just getting around these guys pretty easily. And another guy who I decided to go with was Paul George at 8200. Similar to what I said, he's an alternative route to Laurie Marketing. Uh, of course, if you don't think Laurie Marketing is your type of guy, you want to go with a different route, Paul George at 8200. Another player who's been averaging around 40 DK fantasy points is similarly to Marketing. And I preferred Marketing all over him, mainly due to the fact that Paul George will be going against Scotty Barnes and Siakam. And it might be much more difficult to get his shots off due to the wingspan of this team. Uh, but like I said, I still like Paul George as an option if you want to go for him. I think him or Laurie Marketing, great routes to go for. And lastly, I got Zubac, who is. When I was building my slate, was the first player I put up. No Yakupoto, you're telling me Zubash's competition is Jante Porter, Chris Boucher, and Siakam. Your only hope is Siakam, Boucher, and Jante Porter are shooting lights out so that Zubach has to guard out the perimeter. But if that's not the case, Zubach, you can expect him to have, once again, another monster night. Uh, 6,100, great price tag. And he's been averaging 33 DQ fantasy points in these past few games. Uh, in the past two games, he's had 38 DK fantasy points against Phoenix and 50 against the Lakers. Of course, he played 37 minutes against the Lakers, 28 against Phoenix. But like I said, if no one's shooting lights out and Zubash can stay in the paint to guard the defense and on offense just simply catch lobs, get easy rebounds, then I think you're going to expect another solid night for Zubach. Uh Like I said, if as all things stand, of course, you can't predict Siakam shooting four four from three point range uh but um, that is unlikely to happen right so all odds i would say Zubach is probably a must a must pick in terms of going for any slate you're going to build around because Zubach is heavily likely to have a really great night and uh that about wraps up this podcast of course this is all for wednesday december 10th uh is games of course they were divided in two slates i'm hoping i'm hoping you guys win some good money I think I did my best effort. Of course, I'm still dealing with that cold. So you got to cut me some slack if I'm off my game a bit. Uh, but other than that, if you guys ever have any questions, you can always hit me up at Twitter at 2Nice. That'll be spelled T-O-0 underscore nice underscore. And I'll catch you guys probably for this this Friday Slate podcast. But uh, anyways, see you guys then. Have a great day and hopefully you guys win some big bucks. Goodbye.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.